0: The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are simply that, opinions. All are presumed innocent until proven otherwise in a court of law. Sensitive topics are discussed. Discretion is advised.
1: On this week's Court TV podcast, as the late night brawl murder trial winds down, we look back at the head spinning twists and turns. Witnesses taking the fifth, others accused of being the actual killer, cops accused of botching the investigation will this roller coaster of events help or hurt stephen washington's case plus we'll give updates on the unexpected sentencing of mark sievers and harvey weinstein back in court
0: this is the court tv podcast with vinnie Politan and seema Iyer.
2: Happy holidays and welcome to the CORE TV podcast. My name is Seema Iyer and I am here with Vinny Politan. Happy holidays, my friend.
1: Happy holidays, uh, whatever you celebrate. And I think just everyone celebrates this time of year. And it's amazing to me that it's this time of year, this late in the year, and we are still in the middle of a trial on CORE TV.
2: I'm amazed. I, yes, it is amazing because it never Never happens. in the
1: history of Court TV have we been in a live trial at this time of year. Really? Never. Wow. Never. No way. Come on. Who? How, how do you get witnesses and, and juries and judges and, and lawyers. lawyers? All of it because you never know how long a case is going to last. But anyway, we're, we're in the midst of it. So we've got something to talk about today, which yes. is Michigan versus Stephen Washington. This was a... A bunch of young people drinking, um, smoking marijuana
2: cigarettes. Smoking the pod. That's what my mother yeah. used to say. and, and doing
1: other things uh, with that. And they're drunk, they're high, and they're angry. Yeah. And then this guy, Ivan Keener, is getting into an altercation, uh, pretty much a verbal altercation, although he, I think he testified he may have been shoved, by a couple of young women. The young women leave. He then tracks down the young women and calls his cousins who are female because he wants revenge and he wants them to beat these other girls up with young women, girls, whatever. It's crazy.
2: It is crazy. And I think, and it took me a while to figure it out, but the impetus is really his friend, Ivan's friend, Hannah. And it all comes down to somewhat of a misunderstanding because Hannah was with the Chapman girls and the Chapman girls, they all, I, I guess, Aleka Chapman, who is the girlfriend of the victim she worked with this young lady named hannah hannah was really drunk they're bringing hannah back home that's where they ran into ivan and ha- Aleka's sister who was also there. miracle miracle and Aleka kind of lay into ivan and another guy cameron he testified and uh, saying hey you guys are bad friends you left hannah alone and the problem was that hannah left her phone in the car uh before she was dropped off
1: yeah so you've got uh, but the bottom line is ivan keener right he, he tracks down his he calls his cousins so you've got the kelly sisters tracking down the chapman sisters for this big brawl in the wee hours of the morning yes. and the brawl is pure chaos and at some point someone pulls out a gun and it's not, and and none of the women are shot who are fighting. Instead, Isai Barones, who's is the boyfriend of one of the women who is fighting, one of the Chapman sisters, is is allegedly shot, according to prosecutors, by Stephen Washington, the boyfriend of one of the Kelly girls. That's so, right, and and I say girls just because okay the, the, the young
2: women that's the fine. young women whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean
1: at, at this stage of my life they look like <laughs> little you know young Children, girls yeah I'd they like look kids. really young and and that's the tragedy of this whole thing is that they're so young they have sure. their lives in front of them and Isai is now dead another young man is facing murder charges and all these other people are coming through the court system and their
2: lives will never be the same absolutely a senseless crime and. You know, I point out to that misunderstanding fact is because when you are young and when you're intoxicated, uh, everything seems to be a lot more important. And I think the Kelly girls thought the Chapman girls stole Hannah's phone. And that's how she was all a part of it. And, you know, BTW, Hannah didn't testify at the trial. No, and she, she didn't. really was uh, somewhat of the impetus all of, of all of this.
1: So the the challenge for prosecutors is you've got this chaotic situation, you've got people who are under the influence of various different things, and these are your witnesses. And you've got a shooting where there's plenty of people around, yet prosecutors struggled to find anyone to positively identify the shooter or people who could identify Stephen Washington putting the gun in his hand. The closest they came was Ivan Keener, the guy we've been talking about who created this whole situation to begin with he gets immunity, not a plea deal, but gets immunity so he's a, so anything he says at trial cannot be used against him in the charges he is facing in being an accessory after the fact but here's what he says and the way he describes Stephen Washington and the confrontation with Isai
3: Did you see the defendant Stephen Washington actually pull a gun from anywhere on his body? Oh, I sir. Did you actually see a gun in Stephen Washington's hand? Not really, no. With respect to what Stephen Washington was doing with his body, please stand up and demonstrate to the jury what you saw Stephen Washington doing. He just had his arm off. Okay. So it was extended straight in front of his body? Yes, sir. And what hand was he extending in front of his body? Uh, I believe the right. How long after observing the defendant, Stephen Washington, observe his hand in front of his body, did you hear a gunshot? 30 seconds. All right. Was anything said between the defendant, Stephen Washington, and Isai Baronez at this point in time?
1: Um, not that I recall. So this case is circumstantial, right? Because yes. there is no eyewitness who actually sees the shooting, right? Now, That's what you need. You need someone to see is, the shooting. That's direct evidence, eyewitness, testimony. Yes,
2: yes. And this is the classic example. I wonder if you ever use this at trial. You say to a jury, hey, if I walk in the courtroom today with an umbrella and there's water on on the umbrella. Is it fair to assume it's raining outside? That is this case.
1: Absolutely. Uh, But I think it's even closer to I walk into my house and I look out the window and I see the grass. (laughs) And then I go to sleep and I wake up and there's snow on the grass when I wake up. Then I, through circumstantial evidence, (laughs) could presume or assume or come to the conclusion that while I was sleeping it snowed.
2: I like that one. It's very holiday-esque. I appreciate you. I tried to make it a little snow. more holiday.
1: Now, there, yeah. there actually were people that would use the um, the actual Christmas analogy. Oh, the
2: Santa with the cookies.
1: The 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 Santa with the cookies, or the okay. or the presents under the tree, which you know is oh, yeah. is is you know, I don't it's think good. it's used anymore though.
2: It I think should it's almost, be used.
1: I almost think it's politically incorrect to use a Santa. Uh, analogy to a jury, because you, you know might no, offend someone. I'm go-
2: no, we're going to eliminate that right now because I'm Hindu, I'm Indian, and I celebrate Christmas. I have a tree. I believe in Santa, so don't tell me any different. And I still put cookies out for Santa. I of would course, be my cookies are vegan and gluten free, but Ugh. the
1: and, and then there's no evidence of Santa being there because he would not take a bite of those cookies.
2: <laughs> oh, Rudolph would pass on that as well. Santa, don't the, watch the, your the, waistline.
1: Yeah, so. This is the challenge for prosecutors. You have witnesses who've seen different things, like someone saw a tattoo, someone saw uh, dreadlocks, Sure. someone else saw Stephen Washington there but didn't see him with the gun. And, And then you have this witness who sees him extend his arm, kind of like in the motion that someone who had a gun would extend his arm. Exactly. And then here's a gunshot but doesn't see a gun and doesn't see him actually fire the weapon. It
2: was tough for prosecutors because you had the Chapman sisters. You had the then Miracle, and then their other sister, Tiara, all testify and nobody could identify Stephen Washington.
1: And it's almost, there, there's two things about this situation. One, there's no video of it, which is shocking because everyone all walks All of these up, kids. Well, because it starts with a, with a, uh, a young women fighting. Sure. And I've been on the internet, and I gotta think that I would say 80 to 90% of all young women fights. Some guy is recording it, really, and then posting it online. Oh yeah, really? It, it's it's crazy. Because, I don't know. I think and that I stuff get is and sometimes disturbing. I get mad That's at the guys disturbing. because I'm like, well, why don't you just try to you know call police or break up the fight rather than and, just recording?
2: Yeah, exactly. It's disturbing to me.
1: So, but that happens very often. But it didn't happen here, and and so there's no video. And number two, what's counterintuitive, I think, for the jury is you've got all these people there, yet no one actually sees the shooting. Which to me, as a juror, would make me think. Number one, either they're like really under the influence. Or number two, there's more to this story and someone is not saying something for some reason.
2: And let's not forget that a lot of witnesses, or at least a few rather, you know, who were there, they didn't hear the shooting. And that bothers That's me. That's bizarre. That's bizarre. Because, you know, we've all been around gunshots. We've heard gunshots. It's usually one of those moments where everybody stops. What do you mean? Everybody I've, hears it. I haven't it. been
1: around gunshots. When was you? I around gunshots? Wait, really?
2: You never have? No. Really? No, I just assumed I live that in a, your work. I or... live in a
1: cul-de-sac. We try to stay away from those gunshots. But I just
2: assumed. Well, no. I'm a street person, so I've okay. heard gunshots.
1: I, I and I, I think don't I was in a gun range. I've... I think I was in a gun range once as really? a reporter, and I had earmuff headphones on.
2: I, I used to go to the gun range all the time. Right. Fire guns. I, I, I love it. Most people very... have
1: heard gunshots.
2: Really? Well, Wait, I'm here's surprised. Here's the two things,
1: right? So I, I haven't sorry, heard. I haven't I heard gunshots. And two, I've never been in I'm a brawl. i woman bra. of the streets. I've never been in a fracas like this.
2: Oh, I fracas it up. On the weekends, well, I'm a fracas what fiend. The, one of the attorneys <laughs> referred is- to this as a fracas.
1: <laughs> but I, I don't know. If you're in the middle of a fracas, do you see and hear everything, or are you... just involved in whatever you're doing whoever you're fighting or or trying to get off two of of the
2: sisters didn't hear anything miracle heard something she was on the ground i think it may have helped the prosecution to have called an expert on why certain witnesses didn't see the shooter and why certain witnesses didn't hear the shooting
1: yeah bottom line it's not an easy case for prosecutors
2: Okay, so coming up next, <laughs> ooh, I love this. We are going to talk about the revolving door of defenses in this case.
0: Follow Court TV live over the air, uninterrupted. If you're watching television with an antenna, just rescan your channels now to add Court TV. And go to courttv.com to see the exact channel position and more ways to watch Court TV in your area.
2: Before we started our gavel to gavel coverage of Michigan versus Washington, we went into the trial correct me if I'm wrong, thinking it was going to be a self-defense case, right?
1: Absolutely.
2: Okay. Well, we were wrong because the defense opened and flipped the script on us. Take a listen.
3: When they get into a fight, this poor kid gets shot. And he's dead and we'll never get him back. But who shot him? That's the question. Angela Kelly will testify that he was at home or in the car. But they didn't get out of the car.
2: Okay, so that was Toby White, uh, the lawyer for Stephen Washington, who reveals to us in his opening statement kind of an alibi.
1: Yeah. And that's and, and I mean, they filed a notice of alibi with the court as well. I mean, making it official, like it, it, it filing actual paper saying this is an alibi case. And Angela Kelly will provide the alibi for Stephen Washington, who was not there at the time of the shooting
2: that he was at home or in the car. So, yeah, but whatever. It's a multiple
1: choice alibi. Yeah.
2: And in and, and that sketch, that sketch.
1: Well, here's the problem, and and this, again, i got to call out the entire uh, criminal defense bar on this one. Okay. Because it,
2: Do you want to get them on the horn? Yeah, let's the get them on the horn. Because, again, bar.
1: folks, there's a huge difference between uh, the, <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the job of prosecutors and the job it. of the Here defense. Here it comes. It's my favorite. Right? Prosecutors <laughs> is justice, which <laughs> is the
2: truth. And what's ours?
1: If you're seeking anything but the truth, you're not doing your job as a prosecutor, I will call you out, and you should not be doing that job, okay? If you're seeking anything other than the absolute <laughs> truth. The job of the defense attorney is to defend the defendant.
2: Okay, so what do we do?
1: So they have to figure out what defense they're going to go with.
2: Thank you. What are we going to
1: go with, guys?
2: Hey, Vin, what am I going to go with? The trial starts tomorrow, Vin. So He's it has some nothing
1: to do with seeking the truth. Okay. But I think jurors, when they when they sit in that box, look at a, a prosecutor and a defense attorney as as having the same job, just on different sides. Like, no, it's it's it couldn't be further from the truth. They have much different jobs, and that's the way our system works. They have to have these different jobs. But I think jurors should actually know that the defense has no obligation um, to do anything related to the truth.
2: Okay, which is why, remember, I said this on the sidebar, and, and we have this thing every day. We do the daily sidebar. You can watch it. Uh, so this is what I pitched. You know those videos that jurors watch? in the big courtroom before they actually get sent out to trial. Right. Those are given by some, like, random clerk in some suit from, like, the 1980s. I am going to make a... A, a national pitch to all the courts in the entire country that Vinnie Palatin now does this video.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to jury exactly. duty. Exactly.
2: First of all, you're much better looking than anybody they ever put in those videos. Thank you're you. You're more entertaining. Yes. And you'll give them this whole shtick of yours.
1: Yeah. That the might, prosecutor,
2: it, blah, blah, blah. It might end
1: up being reversible error, though.
2: Okay, but I'm still going to work on I've, that. over I've, over, I've the holidays, the jurors. over the I have like two weeks off. This is what I'm going to do. We, okay. So now, just setting this up. All right, so we go with alibi. We're going with alibi. That's what we're going with. We've abandoned self defense. We're going with alibi. All you know, all systems go. We're expecting Kelly. Well, here's the Angela thing, though. Kelly- when it comes to
1: alibi, like, like Stephen Washington knows where he was, and he's allowed to talk to his own attorney, right? Yes. So his own attorney has an opportunity to figure out. Okay, was he or was
2: he not there? Correct. That is correct. However, if like originally self defense, I. Uh, if, if Stephen Washington says, no, I am not going with self-defense because that puts me there, then the defense attorney is married to that defense the, of alibi.
1: Okay. Okay. So, so, again, it has nothing to do with the truth.
2: Uh, that's a long pause. Can we edit out that pause? Uh, so it has nothing but this, this to do. this is my do. point. Oh, here. Wait. It's the truth. As our clients give it to us.
3: Okay.
1: Okay. All right. right. And then you have to do your jobs. We need criminal defense attorneys, folks. Without them, the system crumbles. (sighs) That's my disclaimer.
2: Okay. So, and the prosecution, I give them a lot of credit because in a preemptive almost strike against the expectation of Angela Kelly, instead of waiting for their rebuttal case, they called Angela Kelly's uh, ex-boyfriend, who they share children with, and this young man, Lutheran Melton, that's his name, right? And he and he really actually melted all of our hearts. Melton testified, and uh, he was basically talking about what a horrible mom that Angela Kelly was. But then the defense did something strange on Cross. Let's take a listen. Did you testify that you were mistaken for Steve by Detective Thomas? Yes, because no. only
0: because they were looking for Angela and Steve to that come is, back to is... the house. And when... Me and my ex, Christina, pulled up to the house with the children from school. We were yanked out the car. And then that's when he told me, stay exactly where you are. Put your hands up. What is your name? And once I told him my name, he said, where is Angela?
2: Okay, so the defense was trying to plan B, Melton.
1: Absolutely. It was
2: so weird. It was confusing. It didn't go well. It fell flat.
1: And and there's no evidence that he was there that night. Was there?
2: No. Absolutely. He was anywhere near the apartment. Absolutely. And honestly, it was a a little racist to actually try to plan B, Melton, and didn't work. But. Okay. Also because they have an alibi. So it's like, why even try to go there and then turn off the jury, which is what I think they did. So the result of that, by the way, was Angela Kelly comes in, I think it was like the next day and she takes the fifth. Right. So the alibi falls.
1: The alibi walks out of the uh, courtroom. Which is Angela Kelly saying, I'm going to take the fifth. So if you ask me any of those questions, I am not testifying about them.
2: Which, of course, I want to put it out there that I am sure that this is not what Toby White, the defense attorney, expected. Because he would not have put forth Angela Kelly as a defense in good faith well, if Angela Why would you Kelly... think
1: she would testify? She's facing okay, this is how it works. accessory this is, after okay. the fact five yeah, no, years. I agree
2: with you. This is how it works. So this has happened to me before. You you know, you know, have a co-defendant. You want the co-defendant to help you and testify. You can't talk to the co-defendant because you can't talk to someone who's represented by counsel. You know that. So what you do is you go to the the attorney. And for whatever reason, and again, I agree with you. Why would she do this? But for whatever reason, the lawyers must have spoken in order for Toby White to think that Angela Kelly was going to testify. But then Angela Kelly came in, and uh, she had a very smiley lawyer. I love that guy. Uh, They came in. She took the fifth, and it's over. So now, what do we go with? What do we go with? We have no defense. Right.
1: Well, it was an alibi, right? I wasn't there. I was at home or I was in the car. Yeah, but my
2: alibi just walked out the door, so now I I have to think about what what am I going to go with. And then Ivan Keener took the stand and said this.
3: You think he's got a knife? Yes. In fact, you're sure he's got a knife? Yes. Not the scissors. He's got a knife. Yes. And you feel threatened by him? Yes. So that's why you shot him.
2: No. Can you hear them laughing in there? He, he
1: tried to sneak it by him. <laughs> he, try, like, he tried He yeah, tried to get think... him to confess to the murder on the stand. So you think he
2: shot it. him now? Okay. So now that was a combo. That was a combo platter I just served to you. That was a combination of self-defense and another failed plan B.
1: Right. Which would be Ivan Keener is the one who did it, which uh, again, so this is, this is the, this is the part that is um, to me, very frustrating again where the defense is saying, well, it was self-defense, it was alibi, it was someone else, okay? If it was someone else, then it has nothing to do with self-defense. If it's someone else and it's alibi, those sort of can jive with each other, but you're pointing the finger at more than one person.
2: Wait a minute, you think self-defense and alibi can jive with
1: no, 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 somebody else did oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. An alibi, right? Because yes, yes, if of I'm course. not there, right, right, then right, someone else did it, Yes, right? yes, of course. But if it's self-defense, I did it. Yeah,
2: you're saying plan B an alibi. Yeah, okay, got it. Self-defense, I did it. Right, exactly.
1: But so, the problem is you have more than one other person doing it. Yeah. They're pointing the finger right. here Oh, there. yeah, no,
2: right. It's just like anybody walks in the door.
1: This, this defense is... As chaotic wait, as the scene Wait, I'm not night. even
2: done, though. I'm not even done. There's more. Oh, there's more. Okay, so, so now self-defense sounds like it's back on the table because of Ivan Keener. Uh, and what is the defense going to do with that? Are they going to ask for the self-defense jury instruction? Well, the answer is yes, because the, and the jury's deliberating right now as we record this. So self-defense is, is somewhat back in the mix, but there's still one more defense. One more. What? Hold on. Let's play this.
3: Did you search 321 Elm? No, sir. Did you request entry at 321 Elm to search? No. Did you seek a, a search warrant to look in 321 Elm? No, sir. You're also aware while you were looking at this investigation that people that were involved in the homicide in one way or another went to Cleo Street, correct? That's correct. You didn't search Cleo Street, did you? We did not. And you didn't seek a warrant for Cleo Street? That's correct. And so then, or even today, the actual murder weapon could be at 321 Elm, couldn't it? I guess it could be. And it could also be at Cleo's Street. That's correct. In fact, it could be at Ivan's house. It could be.
2: When all else fails, blame it on the cops.
1: That was his best cross examination, though.
2: It was. I, I mean, it was, see, it was well done. And that was the last witness for the prosecution, defense, and a colony witnesses. So that's where you, where they left it, and that's.
1: It does leave some questions: why they didn't uh, try to get search warrants for all those different places? If if some of these folks all involved and somehow charged, uh, you're trying to collect evidence, it would have been a more thorough investigation. Um, I don't think it nece- I don't think it points to innocence at all. Uh, But it just points to the fact that it wasn't as thorough as you you could have done. And and you should have followed through with that. And you should search the places associated with the people associated with what happened that night to see what evidence you can recover.
2: Well, the bottom line is we'll see what the jury thinks. And maybe that will give us some insight into whether a revolving door of defenses actually works.
1: All right. Coming up, three men, one murder, but three totally different sentences is it justice we'll answer that question when we come back for
0: more court tv watch it on cable over the air roku or go to CourtTV.com and stream live gavel to gavel coverage catch up on the big moments from our current cases and relive some of court tv's most historic trials Court TV, your front row seat to justice.
1: The murder of Dr. Teresa Seavers was solved. There were two trials and a plea, and now we know who was involved and who is being held responsible for her murder. It was a brutal, brutal case. She was bludgeoned to death with a hammer in her own home. She's the mother of two uh, young girls. She has a husband. Mark Seavers, who is one of the defendants. So there's three defendants in this case. Mark Seavers, her husband. Curtis Wright, her husband's best friend from childhood slash doppelganger. And Jimmy (laughs) the Hammer Rogers, who is someone that Mark Seavers' best friend, Curtis Wright, met while they were uh, incarcerated together. These are the three men responsible for this brutal, horrific case uh, taking from this earth a woman, a mother, a doctor who tried to ease the pain of all of her patients.
2: And not only that, she was really philanthropic. She was really trying to just help people in general. You know, really a, a very, very kind soul. And uh, one of the many sad things involved in this case is that nobody thought there was any problems with this marriage. I mean, the, the police interviewed the moms. Everyone was still so stunned that, that Mark Seavers even had the capacity to do something like this.
1: It's unreal. Uh, there was a $5 million life insurance uh, policy or policies right. that were in effect and clearly were part of the motive here. Uh, it was about money. Uh, and It was about being an, an awful human being. But we have three cases, right? You've got the case against Mark Seavers, the man orchestrating everything. Sure. Curtis Wright, the one he hires, yeah. and, and the one who testifies at two different trials how he is the one who had a hammer in his hand and and bludgeoned her while she's looking in his eyes, asking him why. And then Jimmy, and there was a trial for Jimmy the Hammer Rogers, uh, who was also uh, implicated by Curtis Wright as coming in and helping to murder Dr. Teresa Seavers after Curtis Wright started the attack. So the trial of Jimmy the Hammer Rogers results in a second-degree murder conviction for him. That jury... Uh, did not believe that he ever had a hammer in his hand. And that's be and even, even though his name is Jimmy the Hammer, they didn't believe he had a hammer in his hand, and he was found guilty of second-degree murder. Mark Seavers was found guilty of murder, and Curtis Wright took a deal. So let's talk about the sentencing for the th- for three defendants okay. in this case. Okay. And we'll begin with Mark Seavers, because it was up to the jury to decide. Take a listen.
2: We, the jury, unanimously find that Mark Seavers should be sentenced to death, yes, If your
3: vote to impose death is less than unanimous, the trial court shall impose a sentence of life without the possibility of parole. Dated this 10th day of December in Lee County, Florida.
1: Death for the ringleader. Now, Jimmy the Hammer Rogers was also facing a potential death sentence, but because he was only convicted of second-degree murder, was facing 22 years to life. Here's what the judge did with the hammer. I think... um... A life sentence is warranted, and as a PRR is warranted, and so that it's clear on appeal, even if I
2: didn't do the PRR, given this back pattern and uh, how horrendous it was, I think, and uh, his involvement, I think a life sentence even without the PRR would be warranted.
1: Life for Jimmy the Hammer Rogers, so he gets the maximum that he could have gotten for his second-degree murder sentence. Meanwhile, Curtis Wayne Wright, the one, again, who bludgeoned her to death, yeah. the one who had the hammer in his hand, the one who was looking in her eyes as he's doing this, gets 20, up to 25 years.
2: Because he cooperated. That's why. You know, his snitches get the benefit.
1: Sure. And, here's, and, and from my perspective, right, and as a former prosecutor looking at it, I believe the person who is most culpable in this case... Is Mark Severs? Me too. I agree with that. Puts everything to action. So I think as a prosecutor, you look at the case that way and you say, okay, whatever I do, I've got to make sure I hold him responsible. He doesn't skate because he wasn't there. I agree with that. He's the mastermind.
2: I agree with that. A lot of people uh, find it difficult to uh, accept that. He should be held the most responsible because he was in a different state, because he was not involved in the actual act of murder. But I completely agree with you because, and you've said this, but for Mark Sievers, Teresa Sievers would not be dead.
1: Yeah, so I, I cannot attack prosecutors here for giving uh, Curtis Wright the 25 year deal. Because without him, there's no way that they get Mark Seavers. I think it's an impossible case against him. And then I think Mark Seavers then escapes justice and then raises those two girls, which to me is the hugest tragedy of all.
2: But listen, you said, uh, and this was the first death penalty case where a jury actually came back with the recommendation of death, right? Since, Here, the, relaunch.
1: since the relaunch of Court TV, yeah, so- we've, had, we've had other defendants, including homicidal maniac Scott Nelson, yeah. who asked for the death penalty. And Gran Amato. who took out his mother, father, and brother and tried to frame his brother for murdering his mother and father and committing suicide, which the jury didn't buy.
2: Henry Segura.
1: Henry Segura, who took out a mother, her six-year-old twin daughters, and their three-year-old child. And he got life as well. So it's not easy to get the death penalty and in Florida. we
2: did not think. I just did not think that Sievers was going to get death. And maybe because of that history since sure. I've been here. But I am still, I'm in disbelief that they actually gave him death. Yeah, but, but,
1: but to me, that is the case. That, and one of the reasons I like to cover these cases is it makes them more high profile. And maybe, and I know people argue there is no deterrence in there. But I just want all those spouses out there who don't want their spouse around and are afraid to get a divorce because you're either too cheap or whatever. Yeah,
2: exactly. That's a good that point. Thank this, you, could, this
1: could be you. This yeah. could be you if you decide to go down that other road. So uh, from my perspective, this was the right call by prosecutors and justice was served. Jimmy Rogers will never get out. If Curtis Wainwright gets out, he's an old man.
2: Oh, and just a, a look ahead. I believe Curtis Wainwright is due for sentencing in February of 2020.
1: Yep, we'll be on it. We'll let you know what
2: happens. You know what's also happening in 2020? The Harvey Weinstein trial. Huge. It's still on. It's Huge. still happening. We're, we've got a bunch of updates. We'll give those to you after this.
0: Follow Court TV live over the air, uninterrupted. If you're watching television with an antenna, just rescan your channels now to add Court TV and go to TV.com to see the exact channel position and more ways to watch Court TV in your area.
2: This week in Weinstein, What do you think about that as a segment, Vinny?
1: This week and why? Well, it's going to (laughs) happen. Because every week there's something. Yeah, there there is. And and the trial hasn't even started, but the the litigation and the controversy and the drama continues. (laughs)
2: Well, when we last left off, at least in the last episode, we were talking about Weinstein and the back surgery and he was having. So, wait, wait, wait. Like,
1: uh, cut in here. Maybe yeah. we should do like last week in Weinstein before we start this week in Weinstein. You know, like when you, Oh, like
2: a preview. Oh, like a tease. R- not a tease. Oh, no, like the on opposite. television. Right. It
1: brings you up to speed because oh. in case you missed the last episode, right, you'll right. know what happened. Like they last do that time. like
2: in TV shows. Yes. Oh, yes. that's a good idea. Okay. We'll, we'll make that happen. So.
1: Last week in Weinstein okay. Sema got the exclusive.
2: Thank you. So yeah, so we so we uh got the exclusive from the lawyer that he was actually having a back surgery and and that was scheduled for the day after he was going to court. Now, the court appearance turned out to be also huge news and a crazy day at Court TV because we again got the exclusive And we got the breaking news before the actual court appearance of the continued bail hearing. So Harvey Weinstein went back to court. His bail was being raised because there's some new bail reform laws that are going into effect in January of 2020 in the state of New York, and everyone basically now gets choices. You get choices of bail. You can have a cash bail. You can have a bond. You can have an ankle monitor. And the theory behind all of this is that, despite how much money you have or don't have, you should have choices available to you.
1: Well, this is the part I don't understand, okay? so Why don't you understand? The point of bail reform is to get more... Um, people who choices. are still still presumed innocent, correct, but charged, yes, to get out, out of out of jail, right? Yes. That's the point of bail reform. So why, no, when it comes to no, Harvey, I'm sorry, why I wasn't when it's
2: listening to you, <laughs> the point is for poor people to have the same choices as rich people, right? That's which
1: which will, which will result in more people being released pending their trial. Yeah. Right, so that's the point of it. Harvey Weinstein was already released, so why under—and this is something that actually a defense attorney should argue. Why, under the guise of bail reform, should someone who's already out have to come back into court and have his bail raised to the point where maybe he can or maybe he can't make bail? To me, that's like the whole—that's the opposite— of of the whole that's, purpose behind bail reform.
2: That's a great point. They did argue that.
1: They did. They okay. did. Oh yeah, yeah, Good yeah. yeah. Attorneys. They, they
2: were they were they're great lawyers. He has some of the best lawyers on the planet and they did argue that. And the point of bail that, reform
1: is to help poor people not punish rich people, right?
2: Yeah, but I think if you could punish rich people in the process, why not? I'm for it. I'm here for it. Okay. So, uh, so basically Harvey Weinstein was out on 1 million cash and an ankle monitor that he was paying for. He goes back to court and uh, we break the news that his bail is increased to 2 million bail bonds. That's insurance company-backed bail bonds. But there was some confusion, and uh, the confusion was that he was also given an alternative of $5 million cash. He did not take that alternative, so that was not his bail. And then the ankle monitor stays in place, and uh, the confusion was aptly addressed by lead counsel, Donna don't, Guys, what is everybody not understanding about this? It's a $2 million insurance bond. That's all you need to say. It's a two million dollar insurance bond. It is it's secured by his original bond plus additional assets. How do we not love her? I love her. She just uh, gives it to the New York press.
1: Harvey better just hope he, she doesn't talk to the jury like that, right?
2: <laughs> but yeah, she I, doesn't, and you know that because you saw our, our you know, we we we, we debuted it on court, yeah. uh, closing arguments her interview with us, and she's. Absolutely, (laughs) I like what she
1: snaps back. She's like one of those, uh, like Bill Parcells when he was coach of the Giants. You remember that, right, Sam? When he used to give those press conferences, he would abuse (laughs) the press, and that's what she does. What don't you understand? And the irony is, the people, the only people who understood it. Or court, was Court TV yes. led by Seema Iyer? Oh, thank Everybody you. Everybody else. The, and that's the difference between uh, following you. these stories, these trials, and these cases on Court TV and following them elsewhere.
2: Well, let me tell you, it was a crazy day because other outlets, very prestigious outlets, were all reporting, you know, 5 million, 5 million. And our bosses, Vinny, our bosses are like, Seema, Seema. Did you mess up, Seema? Seema. And, and I just said, nope, I got it right. I am leaving the office to get a manicure. Yeah. So I just, that's it. I, and then R- I
1: uh, confirmed back, it. Yeah, she backed she, me up. She so, it. so
2: that was, uh, You the,
1: should have said to the bosses, what is so hard for you to understand? It's a $2 million insurance bond. <laughs> what is so hard to get I through actually, your thick skulls?
2: I did say go that. Go back
1: in your office <laughs> and put your suits back
2: on. Jeez. I did say that to one of them. Yeah, I did actually. And uh, so, and, and just, and, uh, in addition to that, so he, he chose the $2 million. Which, is, uh, which not, is no big deal. Right. And so he's not doing the $5 million cash. And then the other part of his bail package is the ankle monitor. But now, and this is strange, the ankle monitor is being paid for by the bail bondsman. It comes out of his fee. Okay. So Harvey's no longer paying for that. So he's so, got a
1: bail bondsman. That's how he posted yeah, so the $2 million Yeah, so the bail bondsman
2: bond. came on uh, Court TV Live yeah. with me. I Ira now,
1: which is interesting, right? Because they get paid by the defendant, right? You got to pay for him to post that bond for you. Yes, and it's usually like ten percent, isn't it? Usually, yes.
2: I mean, that, I, I that Harvey
1: doesn't get back unless you cut a deal. Yeah, but so yeah. Harvey could have paid him like a couple hundred thousand dollars.
2: I think it was more than that. Wow, I think it was like five or six hundred.
1: Could have been. Wow. Yeah, I think I think, it, I think I think I get into the bail bonds oh, business. Let me, t-
2: let me tell you something.
1: It's not easy work. It's hard work.
2: It's it's very hard work, but you make uh, a lot of money. But whoa, what whoa, whoa, a whoa, house. Whoa. OK. All right. So now. So that was that was part of it. So now we know. But then the other they take away his uh, passport, right? Yeah, they, they have his passport. Yeah, I confirmed that. So the other issue is that Harvey in this continued bail hearing came to court using a walker with wheels, with wheels. Is that still a walker? What is it? It's called? not like a scooter. It's 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 okay.
1: It doesn't have the little tennis balls on the bottom. Instead, it's got wheels. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, he he. So he can he, lean and go. He leaned and wheeled his way. Into he looks court. he
1: looks terrible, and I believe he's in pain. There's, I mean, back pain is awful. Anyone who has suffered it, you know how bad it can be. Um, I'm just always skeptical of criminal defendants that have this really bad kind of pain as their trial gets closer and closer.
2: Okay, and and I know you were, you were, what's it, suspicious? Is that the word? Skeptical. Skeptical? Okay, so you were it's suspicious. my job as
1: a journalist. Okay,
2: so uh, the day after Harvey Weinstein was in court and his bail was increased, he went to a hospital to get this procedure done. It is called a bilateral laminectomy.
1: That does not sound good.
2: Well, he... I think originally, and this is from speaking to his lawyer, you know, the next day she gave us a statement that he was in the hospital recovering, good spirits. They thought he was going to get out one day. He was there actually for a couple days and uh, he got out uh, a few days later uh, and he doesn't look good, but he's out.
1: He's not playing pickleball.
2: He's not playing pickleball.
1: So is he going to show up in court with the walker, do you think, even after the surgery?
2: I don't know. Will he be know. able think, to sit okay, for listen, eight hours? Okay, Will it be used
1: thing. as an excuse to here's, delay this case? No,
2: I don't think so. I don't think so. And just to be clear, in court at the continued bail hearing, uh, his lawyer said that nobody wants this to go to trial in January more than Harvey Weinstein. All
1: right, well, okay, that's number one. If he's but, convicted, does he get different treatment because of his condition in his back when he goes on the on Yeah, the you get to
2: go to the infirmary. Oh. Yeah. But wait, just hold on a second. We have to just just realize this. And this is serious. You talk about like, you know, having um, back pain. Yes. Yeah. You will. You're someone who's knock wood, very fit, very athletic. You know, you take care of yourself. You eat right. Um, you eat weird, but you eat right. And this is Harvey Weinstein, who looks. I, I think this is not like a judgment. I think this is a fact. I mean, he looks very overweight, Really- he does. He does.
1: He's not in great shape. He doesn't look like he's very fit. And when I first saw him limping into He needs into, a Zumba class. When I first saw him limping into court, I thought it was it was gout, which is very common with uh, people who live that rich lifestyle. Okay. The gout.
2: Do you have gout? No. Okay. No, 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 no. Joking.
1: But it's, it's it's you know, know it's those rich is. foods and the the lobsters. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's eat. like
2: sitting around eating um,
1: lobsters every day.
2: What's it called? Caviar and lobster?
1: Caviar and lobsters.
2: I, I wonder if he's going to get that.
1: If he yeah. goes to well, jail. I, I hope he's out of pain and and I hope that the trial uh, continues and he gets his day in court.
2: Bottom line.
1: And the accusers get their day in court.
2: Absolutely. But bottom line, we can, um, you know, in good faith, tell our listeners that all systems or go for January 2020.
1: The first big trial of 2020 on Core TV, New York versus Harvey Weinstein. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening and to And happy the podcast.
2: holidays. Have yeah. a wonderful holiday season.
1: Really enjoy it. And you can watch Core TV over the holidays. And if you have an, a digital antenna, rescan it. That's re-scan a great it. thing. You get to gather the kids around and rescan. <laughs> your...
2: While you're waiting for Santa. Yes, and rescan <laughs> your digital
1: antennas. We'll see you next
0: time.
2: Happy holidays.